<laughs> I've had a couple. I had a couple bands end up staying with me over the years just because I had a spare guest bedroom that was open. Like Dangerous Ponies stayed with me first, and then oh, Fat White Family was the best one for sure. Fat White Family stayed at my apartment um, on Euclid. Jenny, the way you just said that, I thought you said asparagus bedroom. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish like, I had an asparagus bedroom. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> I wish. A whole bedroom Listen. with asparagus? I should be so lucky, Alonzo. <laughs> I wish I did. I don't. Let's get into the paint. Yeah, Ryan, let's. Uh, Ryan, let's get. Yeah, let's, let's go. Basketball metaphors. Yeah, and we are on point today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to your mission. Can we? This week we are listening to Thomas pick paint two. Band is paint. Album is, album in order is two. Album name is Spiritual Vegas. Yeah. Why no is the two? Why is the two there? All right, because right, well, it's the second album, right? So, I, I think of them as Paint 1 and Paint 2 because they are, there are two of them. However, earlier this morning I discovered that there was, like, a very unofficial, like, cassette, hundred, like, a couple hundred cassette-only release, like, way back in the day. It's unclear to me if that really ought to be Paint 1. Oh, that's Paint now there's a question. But, so yeah, two is a problem. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. But listen, if, if even he put the two on the front of the album, then I think it's safe to assume that maybe we really should, we can safely consider it too. too. Yeah, there's something about the album cover that's like very, like 1980s Sesame Street. I don't know what, <laughs> it's like a font thing. I don't know. It's one, two, three, four, trippy. five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But there's just something very like cartoony. Yeah. That makes me think of Sesame Street. So here's a couple, couple of weird things that I discovered when I was like trying to set up the stream and all that. Okay. So I was like, because you know, I try to find the album on YouTube so we can just have it play in the background. And it's not, the whole album is not available on their YouTube channel just their music huh. videos where it's okay. where the album is available is on another channel called paint but it's by a different <laughs> band called paint they put on so, paints paint our paints album on their youtube channel which weird. yeah and also the, then i thought to myself maybe they're trying to get free views or whatever but yeah the views the view count on here is Mostly me, I think, right now. <laughs> We're listening to something that has 13 views right now. We are personally putting a little a little change in the pockets of someone who Of not It needs paint. to be here. Not our uh, paint, the other paint. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The other paint. So this is a problem I run into a lot on Amazon Music. Because of Amazon's free, like, open kind of market area and getting any artists on there's a lot of like scam ass shit that shows up that is just like some person naming their band something similar to another band <laughs> and amazon is bad at filtering it so this album i cannot look for by the band name i have to look mm -hmm. for it by the album name it's the only thing unique enough to get me to it ryan if i can add to your story specifically mm -hmm. with amazon I have an Alexa device in the house that the kids use to play music sometimes, right? And I've realized that there are legit musicians that make songs that are trying to SEO kids talking to Alexa. Oh. For example, my kids will be like, Alexa, play poop. Okay? And there's a song for that. It's called the poop song. And it will play. Oh. And I think they're getting money off streams that are intentionally like, <laughs> like intentionally aligned with kids' searches, requests on Alexa. I mean, I, it's not dumb. It's evil, but it's not dumb. It's like, is it, it's- Is it evil? I don't even know if it's evil. I, yeah, I guess I don't know if it's I, evil, as long as it's not also giving some bad messaging to your children. I am like really torn between 
badly wanting to ask you what the poop song is like and not wanting to know. Don't answer. We, we could play it. I'm glad. No, I'm glad. no, 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 not. We can do that in the after party. Don't soil paint with this. All right. So, you know, mild spoilers. My pick next week is a Butthole Surfers album. Hey. And, uh, and, and I'm surprised they don't. They've got to have a song somewhere called Poop. There's no way that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, good good for you, Ryan. I feel like you can never go wrong with the butthole surfers. Nice one, nice one. We're gonna go with early stuff, so it's it's it'll be one of the albums that I feel like is a challenge in that they are difficult to listen to sometimes for their like juvenile punk behavior, and like the way they do that is very Mothers of Invention meets like a Blender and mm-hmm. Trash Factor, and it's fun and then it like settles into some great stuff but yeah spoiler alert that'll that our yeah. next album is psychic powerless another man's sack which is also <laughs> the fun oh, that, part of yeah. a butthole service so it's their first it's their first album it's their first release it's 1984 oh wow yeah all right it, it ain't no pepper let me just tell you that <laughs> it ain't no pepper it's I love some of the, these bands is like early records when they don't have record deals and although whatever Butthole Surfer is like their name in itself is yeah but we, I think Ween's first album is called God Ween Satan The Oneness <laughs> yes yes it's amazing and I'm just like yes that is the best album title well, ever <laughs> also the Butthole Surfers didn't leave that zone really and like three albums in they released Locust Abortion Technician which right. is they're here to play um, <laughs> yeah, yeah alright so back to paint yeah. <laughs> back well, to paint speaking of things talking about disappointments thank god that there are things that still aren't which I think I told you guys the way that I came about this was that we went to that Holy Wave show and then it was at Philomoka and in between the band changes, the sound guy was playing some, uh, we shazammed it because I was like, what is this? This sounds very cool. It was like something Egyptian. So on the way home, I'm playing it. And then Spotify, as it does, once it gets to the end of that, it's like, here's something else that's like that that you might like. And it threw on paint. And I was like, oh. Is this, wait, so the song that you shazammed was Egyptian in origin? Yes. So like, like an Egyptian psych rock sort of thing, right? Yes, and then Spotify was like, best I can do is Tough Art Off by Paint. And I was like, I like this too. This is fantastic. And then I took it home, and this was like in the fall. And then I really had it on super heavy rotation of all times when I was baking Christmas cookies a lot in December. This was just going the whole time. And man, was it just like, I honestly, and and I I can't emphasize this enough. I know I've given this particular speech like seven times, but (laughs) it's so, it's so true that there are so many things that I come to accept after a while are like, you know, oh, we're no one is making that anymore. Or, oh, the version of Mac DeMarco that I really doesn't exist anymore. Not even he is doing it. No one is doing it. It's just gone. Or Ray Davies, a certain brand of Ray Davies stuff. No one is doing that. And these kids, these shit ass kids certainly aren't doing it. And I get like, like fatalistic about it. And then things like this come along and I'm like, holy shit, this is everything that I have been missing and I love it. And I'm so glad that it exists and it just even for a brief moment restores my faith in in everything and i will tell you one thing i did not have on my 2021 or 22 bingo card was the second coming of ray davies via this gentleman that was not on my bingo card but (laughs) i'm so so glad that this exists are you talking about but you're talking about paint and alala's or are you just talking about paint Listen, the all alas like I discovered working backwards from paint. I was like, oh, he also was in that, so let me check out all alas. And granted, I do the all alas. They have some songs that made it onto. I have a paint and paint adjacent playlist that includes yeah. both. But it's a pretty even number of both. And so the all alas did not. There's a much larger catalog there, and the amount of songs is a about the same for two albums of his. So I listened to, I, so I didn't know anything about Paint, but I listened to the first A La La's record, like, I remember it was around the time I was moving to New Mexico. Like, I can't remember quite remember if it was like when I was already in New Mexico or not, but it was like around the time Mature Themes came out. 
Oh, yeah. And I think similarly, I was like algorithmically guided <laughs> to the Alalas. And there's a song called Catamaran that is still in my, like, someday I'll score something to this stat playlist stash. But, but yeah, that's basically it for me. I didn't know anything about their future records. I didn't know anything about paint. And I didn't really even understand, like, the... So what I read was that basically the first sort of incarnation of Allah Laws was just a bunch of people that worked at Amoeba Records and got together and jammed and that's what came out of it. Which is really cool. Have you guys ever been to Amoeba Records in L.A.? Okay. Not in L.A. I've been to the one in, I think, San Francisco. Maybe, yeah. Or... So, two things on that. One, it's an amazing place. You should. It's, just, it's like my Disneyland. And I was just in Disneyland, by the way. And then, and then the other thing is they have a really great YouTube series called What's In My Bag. Oh, yeah. Where, like, a bunch yeah. of different musicians, like, will go and like, basically pick out some stuff and talk about it. Musicians and comedians. And, right. Yeah. It's a great source of, like, some esoteric stuff. I discovered a lot of stuff. On that, yeah, like, I've discovered for sure. stuff. There's one. A... There's one. You mentioned comedians. There's should check out Jason Manzukis's. Yes. What's in my that, that whole What's in my bag episode? I had a separate <laughs> window open to YouTube, <laughs> yeah, looking for everything he brought up because it is all absolute like esoteric gold. Uh, dude, I, I it, watching it made me feel like okay. So there are famous people There's out people there like me. That, <laughs> that are nerds like me and have uh, found some measure of acceptance. He's a lot yeah. funnier than me. But yeah, still, yeah. it's pretty cool. That willingness to just like dig into a thing and find these weird versions of... I, where, I don't know. Like, they have such a great selection of stuff. It's also... There's a, also a series of people that go to the Criterion headquarters and like basically pull out all the Criterion movies that they want to talk about. And that's also a great source of your like inspiration's inspiration. Totally. It, it, I, I love stuff like that because it's like the non-algorithmic way of discovering stuff. Yeah. And it's the way that I feel like I've always discovered stuff. Like when I was, especially when I was younger. Yeah. You rely on your people to be like, yo, check this shit out that in like early days of the internet all music was fantastic for that yeah I, I can't say it's still good for that i haven't been able to i haven't really used it for that in a very long time but like early days of allmusic.com you pull up your like favorite artists like main page and they had a list of like inspirations and you just d dig in from there if you need to find some new music like paint like this album drops could be years before you hear anything else like this. Well, and this is the whole point. That, that this is a, this pod is a long con for basically yeah. getting regular recommendations from you guys. That's yeah, what yeah this you've is. brought that up before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yep. But but something interesting, right? Because I think the first, because Jenny, you played these guys before in like for after parties, and. I think you played Ta Farda, and I totally don't. I think the, just like the first five seconds we are listening to it, and I was just like, okay, this is really fucking cool. And coincidentally, it's about to come on. Just that guitar line. And, yeah. And so then I was trying to, in my mind, like place it in some kind of context of music I heard. And so one of my after-party wrecks is a Turkish psychedelic rock song. Nice. And to me, what I've noticed in the last 10 years is people now are digging deeper, right? So they're going to like Malaysia, Singapore, <laughs> Southeast Asia, Philippines, Peru, Brazil, and then Turkey, Persia, like all these places to find their psychedelic garage rock scene. And there are just gems everywhere. like. Just and, gems. And the interesting thing is that a band is doing that that is breaking through. Like, 
I can't count the number of places I've been and like walked in and Krungbin is playing on the like the sound system. I remember when Aubrey and I first caught Krungbin on the Halloween show at I think at the El Rey and and just blew my mind. No one else was playing anything like that at the time. Absolutely shattered my cranium. And now we walked into what was the what's the place you got us the gift card to? The, it was a restaurant in the North Valley. Farm and um, Or Los Poblanos? Um, Los Poblanos or Farm Poblanos. I think it was, it was Poblanos. Yeah, Los Poblanos, um, yeah. We walked in Los Poblanos last week, and five out of seven songs that played were from the new Krungman album. It was just like, I'm the only one walking through there, like playing everything as we're walking to the table. Okay, we're going to be okay. This is great. Well, this music is fantastic. And, and what's cool is you have now a whole new generation of like, psych bands, rock bands that yeah. are influenced by that stuff. Well. Which they yeah, mostly heard yeah. through compilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethiopics was back in the day for oh. like Ethiopian jazz. Totally. Yeah. But, and the other bonus is that no longer do you have to dig through crates at like weird ancient music store. Not that's a bad thing, right? Yeah. But yeah. you don't have to do that to find that music. Like that music is available and Someone has written about it somewhere, and there's a there's a record of it online that you can dig into now that wasn't there 30 years ago. Dude, I went to Peru in 2011, 2010, I can't remember. It was not the last time I went, but the time before. And there had just been a compilation that came out in the States called The Roots of Chicha that someone had, I heard at a party. Okay? And so look, I feel like, hey man, I know Peruvian music. Like, I, my parents played that stuff for me and stuff. Sure. And I go to this party, and I hear this music, and it's just, what is this music? What What is it? And I don't know, my Shazam game wasn't right, I guess, at the time. So I went to the, I, the dude that was, the dude's house, and I went to the dude, and I was like, yo, what is this? And he showed me, and I was like, it's Peruvian music, and I didn't even know it existed and so then i went deep and the thing is back then you just had you had the internet youtube wasn't as developed as it was so i could just barely find even mention of some of these bands so i made a list when i went and when i went to peru that year and i found of like several record stores that sold vinyl which are really rare in peru like it's tapes or CDs or MP3s or whatever, but it, vinyl was like super antiquated. And I went to the guy at the front and I was like, hey, I'm looking for these bands. And they weren't picked over. They weren't picked over. All these records were there. And I actually had to take an extra luggage, piece of luggage back. Remember that, yeah. With the fucking records. And I still have all the records and I digitized all of them. And now, of course, now it's 2022, and every one of those records I digitized is like it's on Bandcamp. It's somewhere. Yeah. But uh, but for yeah, that, a good while, I was the only one that had those records, uh, at least yeah. around here, and they sounded like nothing else. And back to the internet, like Bandcamp's a great source for this kind of stuff, right? You find a label maybe that's putting out a repressing of one of those albums. You dig into whatever they've got on Bandcamp, you find some other weird stuff. Like, to have the time to dig through it all is the real challenge. Um, Not finding it, but... Relatedly, this is on Mexican Summer, which I feel like has really been killing it a little bit more lately. Yeah. Mexican Summer, they found their niche and their spot. They signed our unfortunate villain AP for a while and then dropped him when he fucking revealed himself to be a fucking idiot. But didn't Kurt Vile had an album on Mexican Summer? An album or two, I think? Yeah, Sounds there were a lot, like it could be there, true, yeah. There was a lot of overlap with Mexican Summer and our, like, taste in music. There's no doubt. Yeah. We've definitely... I'm trying to think who else have we listened to Oh, how many Mexican summer albums? Done. With, no. I'm yeah. not sure. Because we never talk about who publishes these stuff. Uh, okay, Con yeah. Moccasin. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's a Mexican oh, summer. that's right. That 
Yeah, um, so yeah look, I'm, I'm looking at the and, and we are in fact not affiliated with Mexican Summer and are getting not getting paid at all to say this by them no, or anyone. True. We get paid zero for this. Paid. But if they want to send us some like dicks, oh, yeah. stickers and t-shirts, I'm down <laughs> to wear it. Or vinyls, that'd be cool. Okay, just... uh, yeah, that'd be cool too. I need a record player to do that. Um, I, I haven't committed, but if they want to get me started, I'm down. Uh, okay, so here's just some bands that I know personally that's on their roster. Alalaz, as of course, as you mentioned. Oh, Although, yeah. are they active? I guess I don't even know. Um, they are technically touring right now, if I'm not mistaken. I oh, think wow. according to Songkick, yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. I think so. Best Coast, Black Moth Super nice. Rainbow. Kate LeBon, Connor Moccasin, Dungeon. Let's see here, what else? Ice Age, Kurt Vile. Man, speaking of disappointments, like what Kate LeBon has really ruined Deer Hunter for me. <laughs> Wait, I don't. I'm just gonna be so Damn, negative this whole episode. <laughs> I really dude. am. Marissa Nadler, I know Night Jewel. Yeah, No Joy. This is a bunch of bands washed out. True Widow, Ways Blood. Oh, wait, True Widow's on there? Shit. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Real Estate. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of bands on here that we've definitely. Yeah. We definitely. I see the Alps on the list. They have mm-hmm. a great album. Yeah. So yeah. They also okay. So that first Best Coast album, I think that must have propelled Dude. them into crazy success because that that thing was ubiquitous when it came out. At well, least where I was hanging out. I've never when heard we, it. When we saw them, it was their second release. It was. It was, yeah. And it was the oldest I've ever felt at a show. Totally. Yeah, dude. That was one of those where, yeah, that's one of those where, and we weren't even that old, but yeah. (laughs) No, it was three older, three older guys hanging out in what was surprisingly a teeny popping situation. (laughs) It was really, we got to the show and I was expecting a much larger or much older average age but if there was an older average age it may have been because like young girls were there with their parents yeah look i'm not look but whatever they killed it it was a great show Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) whatever is exactly and and we have friends that are taylor swift fans we do Quentin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I? Uh, uh, I don't know how well you know them, I don't but. Know. <laughs> Quentin, but yeah. Quentin. I was going to say, not uh, anymore. <laughs> Quentin. Quentin, our last guest, is a television uh, fan. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. boy. But, okay, to be fair, to defend. Just wait, real quick. Sorry, Ryan. Just to go on this tangent slightly. To defend Quentin. I actually talked to him about this because he listened to our Taylor Swift episode. And he was like, man, I would have totally fought Ryan about Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you listen to the episode. I agree. <laughs> like, I don't disagree with Ryan at all. And I even made a playlist of like, for, to rehab Taylor Swift listeners. And he was basically like, he went through, he had a very close friend that passed around the time that whatever the album was that we reviewed came out. And it turns out Taylor Swift is responsible. <laughs> Dude, she, she no. killed them. Dude, it was very tra- it was a very tragic thing. She almost killed me with that album. Yeah, it was a very tragic thing, and I, I get it's like sometimes in tragedy you make connections with certain songs sure. or whatever. Look, like before this took that whole turn, my only point was gonna be that that if I'm gonna go to the concert that ends up that way, that Best Coast concert was a perfect thing because man, they nailed it. That the concert that was, a great was great. Show. Sound was great. Like they really killed it, and uh, yeah, I don't regret. Have, being have there you at all. ever re? Have you ever re-listened to that old Best Coast album, the first one? Yeah, a couple times. I, it's probably been ten months or so. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, man. Some of the songs are very simplistic, and maybe they haven't aged so well, but some of those songs still jam, man. Like some of those songs That's... still fucking still jam. I, I think I think there's a line that like that paint is adjacent to that comes from and it's funny alonzo you and i had this conversation a long time ago like maybe around the time i think it was before we were listening to things like best coast mystic braves like you i remember having a conversation with you where you were like i don't know what is going to come next in rock and roll there's gonna be some things and it's been a while since surf rock has been on the scene and (laughs) Sure enough, like in the next, in the subsequent like 10 years, 
surf rock has been a major part of rock and roll yeah. and that like pop sound it's just so perfect and there's a lot of it in this there's a lot of like you say ray davies there's a little part of me that thinks about the cornier like beatles tracks and the line to Dude. things like paint there's something about the world of I hate to say Octopus's Garden, but Damn. but there's that like corny kind of pop side where they're just having fun and being silly, and there's sounds um, from that that show up in this stuff. Yeah. That's the Ray Davies part of it because like he more so than anyone else, and I'll include the Beatles in this. I think that he does it more and better than they or anyone else I'm familiar with, where he like has really perfected the art of being like a little bit like goofy and cheeky and having a lot of fun with stuff while still being entirely wholesome and not it's like a very specific brand it's a very specific combination like you have people who are like trying to get attention by intentionally being edgy or like doing other stuff and ray davies is very much and i get the same feel from this there's like tongue tied that is like such a wholesome song that it's ridiculous and it's just the it's very it's or even just like landman if you watch the video i really feel like that's just no one has done ray davies quite that well since ray davies obviously or, i mean it didn't it made jenny's cut it didn't make alonzo's or mine land win yeah. By the end of it, it's like he's read. He's just reading like the instruct, like the, the <laughs> food label for lanolin. That, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like a minute for the music vibes, though. You guys know I don't pay a lot of for attention sure. to what the words are. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent behind you. Like I said, that song has like major earworm potential. Yeah. That like when I cut up the album, it got cut out, and I don't regret it, but. No, that doesn't what? mean I don't enjoy it when it's like playing and I don't walk around for hours. It's hard. Another it's hard thing. To, uh, it's hard to cut this. Like, it's hard to cut this record because it's, yeah, it is. It's like it, the, the thing about it is, it's just it's pretty chill. So you know that if you're not like necessarily vibing with a song, like three minutes later, you're gonna be in a slightly different spot, right? Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, Landman reminds me of Taxman. It's like a more chill version of Taxman. A little bit. I, I sort of, I get the connection there, but like one of the things that Pedram does like really is that, and I think that one of the reasons that I'm like more drawn to paint than I am on average to Alala's kind of stuff, because don't get me wrong, like I like their sound. I think they're good. I like their songs. But I think with paint, what he has really done is taken his ability to craft these incredibly crafty guitar hooks and just d really played them out in a way that is hard to do when you're trying to sound like an older, like the Alala sound is like very like 60s-y. And he's managed to really take that and run with it here, something that he's so good at because this little hook here and the one that he has on Tafarda, and it's just, man, those are, I could put those on repeat. There's a section if you look at my, my my playlist from this, which is hidden behind 17,000 tabs, but <laughs> I had such a hard time. Like I had this one and one day at a time had to be tied because I literally could not after trying for half an hour to an hour. This song has this guitar hook and the whole song is just so catchy, unbelievably cracked. But at the same time, one day at a time has like the 15 best seconds of music that I maybe ever, I don't know, that every time it comes on, I will turn it up. It doesn't matter even if I'm like in my car, if I'm like at my desk, it doesn't matter. When that comes on, I'm like bumping it all the way up. Huh. He's just so talented at that. It's crazy. Let me skip yeah. Let me skip to that and find that. What, what, yeah, yeah that's, it's like that's a great three, cut. It's 3.15, I think, or 3.14, 3.13, right around that neighborhood. Maybe it's 414. Shit, I don't remember. Right after this. I did the song. I did, You'll I, know it when we get there. I did, I did, <laughs> like, maybe my math is off. I didn't put it on my cut. I think maybe because it changed. The beginning so is very unassuming. The beginning is, like, easy to not pay close attention to. But yeah, it's coming up here in a minute. But this part, man, is it remarkable. Yeah. So. 
It's in 6A. That's cool. And it's just like, the way that he like, the way this man wields a guitar is just, it's crazy insane to me. I can't get over it, but I'm just so happy to have discovered it because it's, it's just, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. And that, that particular lick is, I feel like really indicative of a sound that is a la la's and Blackfeet Braves or Mystic Braves. More black, more when there were Blackfeet Braves than Mystic Braves. There is a difference in that sound. Like, just, I also think of what was the band you and I saw here, Alonzo, Mild High Club. Oh like, yeah, Mild High Club. Like, their first album has a lot of this sound to it. And I put one of their tracks on the after party, as well as another band that showed up on Stone's Throw called Surface to Air Missive. Both mm. of them terrible names. But, <laughs> I think Mild High Club is more Mild High Club is, is good. Mild High like Club is a bad name. No, no, it's yeah, a good band, cool band. Great band. Terrible, stupid name. Now, Surface <laughs> to Air Missive is the same way. But, like, both of them came out of the gate with a really unique take on this sound. And, uh, yeah. Also, all right, I'm glad that we're listening to impressions now because is anyone else getting like return to VCR classic vibes from this? <laughs> no, no. Like that, like it's on my list. That, I don't know. Saxophone, keyboard sax is just so good. Okay, so dude, so I, good to me. I think what I like about the song is pretty damn different from everything else. And I, yeah. Stands out. I think my big, I guess I would say, look, my big complaint with this record and maybe some of the other records in this vein, in this genre, whatever you want to call it, psych 60s inspired, whatever you want to call it, is like for a certain vibe, this shit is perfect, right? Like for a certain type of thing. Yeah. But I feel like maybe the way that I consume music is a little bit more, I don't know, what's the word? It's okay. If you were, if we we're going to go to a restaurant and I have the choice between getting something I know I fucking love, it's just delicious and I know I dig it and it's that, okay. Or there's something new on the menu that seems intriguing. I'm the new on the menu intriguing every single time. And it's not because I don't, like, it's not because I can't decide what I like or whatever, but, like, just the kind of, I don't know what it is, like, the excitement and joy out of just trying something new <laughs> or experimenting is, like, I think, greater, I think, for me. Yeah, and, and look, like, I think that's why all of us listen to such a wide breadth of music we have a pretty wide-ranging taste for that exact reason. I think the thing with this type of music is inevitably, it's that thing that I really liked on the menu that I haven't had in a long time, and then I have it again, it's like, oh, yeah, this is why I like that so <laughs> right, much. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I find that this is the type of music that I hit in pockets of time. So this has been a great run with this album. I probably won't listen to anything like this for a while, but at some point it will randomly come back up or another band with a similar sound. And I will be so satisfied when it comes back around. Well, and it's that same kind of like what you're talking about with Ray Davies, Toma. It's, there are bands that have this perfect sound and you think, man, nobody is doing that anymore. Where's that? And then you stumble upon a band that actually they're doing that and they're combining it with something else you love and it's really cool and you didn't know it was possible and that yeah i, I won't say that monday through friday this is the sound of my life <laughs> I, but, okay, I see, but I, you know I, occasionally I mean, it's so gold i maybe i'll disagree a little bit just from the standpoint of i don't monday through friday with this kind of stuff is fine for me because okay when i was at temple university not <laughs> or did any you other, convert? Or you any, did, or did, any there wasn't temple. a conversion? No, no. Don't worry, I, I was not concerned that was a possible... I, I like bagels and I love Woody Allen, but no. But anyway, there was a lunch truck that I would get lunch from 
and they had a three dollar. You get a drink, and you get a big fucking enormous Polish sausage on a bun, a kielbasa on a bun, and then you could put as many toppings on it as you want. Being a broke ass dude in an expensive ass city, that was my go-to. It was the fucking kielbasa with, and what I would do, I'd put like red gravy on it and peppers and cheese. I don't. I would just all the free toppings basically. That was my vegetables, <laughs> source of vegetables and whatever. And that hit the spot. That was like a $3, I am good for the time I'm going to be here. And I feel like this is that, for me. This sort of sound and this sort of thing is that. Because I'm just like, yes, I'm chill, this is cool, this is weird, it's not normal or basic or... It's lo-fi, and so it seems like it comes from another time or place, which is always cool. Yeah, um, but and like this track has, there's early DOCs that sounds like this quality. Totally. No, I, I think you're right in terms of this is reliable and sustainable. I think you're also right in that in terms of innovative, like there was an innovation made for this type of sound in modern music, like to get back to this type of sound in modern music, there was a major innovation of working that back into modern pop rock. And then a lot of people just did that same thing. There's not a lot of variation between the bands. So like my favorite like, songs on this record, they all have something a little bit different, like Tafarda sounds a little bit more psychedelic, yeah. Turkish, something going on there with that guitar line yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he said that it was modeled after, I think, 70s, 80s Iranian music. So, and then Impressions, right? To me, what would be really cool is a whole record that runs with that sound, which is a little bit different than the rest of the record, that runs with that sound and like tries to like compose full form, fully formed songs with that vibe, what? which is a little bit more vaporwave, a little more... You, you yeah. say fully formed. That's one of the longer tracks on the album. <laughs> it is about as fully formed as he gets well, in terms of, but there's it's no, almost six minutes long. There's no lyrics and ambles and it would be cool. Again, it's vapor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were the lyrics on VCR Classic, Alonso? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. no, but here's the thing. Point he, here's the thing. VCR Classic, they can do or not do. I think that they're done, but they can do that yeah. sound and that's cool but what i was thinking was like wouldn't it be cool if he had a bunch of songs like song songs <laughs> like chorus and a verse and some sure. bridge or some variation but using that impressions sound which is a different sound i think i don't think we're far from far from that happening like i feel like the whole vaporwave movement is ahead of the curve and it's so good that people will catch up and in a few years we'll hear like vaporwave and fully formed songs like the same way we hear surf rock and this stuff Alonso, and, and it's yeah. gonna happen have you did you by chance listen to the newer single that he released i think it's called like rock music i haven't but we should mm -mm. put that on i think that's gonna maybe partially answer your question and possibly in a way that you like maybe also like god damn it paint like rock music really so your band name is paint and your song it's, name is rock music but it's supposed to be able to google that effectively yeah dude what the fuck it's, spell, <laughs> it's no it's spelled differently i know it's okay R, dude how yeah how do you spell it i think it's i'm trying to remember r-o-k-c-m-u-z-i-k -E that's actually better M i mean it's better like for googling yeah. He figured it out. He was like, oh shit, if I can't name this rock music and spell it normally. Hey, there we go. Oh, okay. damn. All right, good job. Well done. All right. Now I got to remember that. No. It's, if you just pull up his, uh, if you pull up his uh, discography on Spotify, it's on there. So if you forget, there's always a way to figure it out. Also, don't use Spotify. But I do. You can just be like, yo, how does that go again? For all, look, from the, from the land of... Blackbeard. I would say that the these bands with their fucking plain ass names annoy me. With their <laughs> with their hard to search engine fucking names. Although I will say that years ago a Apex Twin put out like a collection and all of the song titles were the names of well-known computer viruses. 
Oh, that's like Darwin for your laptop. No. I always thought that that was pretty clever. But this is cool. Okay. So, no, no lyrics. This is a little bit more in the vaporwave range. It's a little it's, bit more r It's a lot more. It's a lot more bass heavy than the other stuff. It's a little more R&B. For sure. Yeah. And Which Paint cool. One was like very, very Lou Reedy type stuff. So I feel like he like hits different strides. And also, I thought that Paint Two, I always thought that it was so widely different because you had a couple songs that were very like Tarfada and some others that were like in one group, I would, like one sound group. And then you had others that were like, like a Mac DeMarco, like dulcet. And I think that's it also. Yeah. Not only do I like what he's done musically better with paint, but I also prefer his vocals by far to whoever was singing them for all of us. I think it was Matt and nothing against him, but his voice is just, it's so much better, especially when he does like the deep one. It's just, ah, uh, yeah, like I just, I'm just relaxing so hard right now. Like my brain is like in chill mode. So. All right, and I'm just piecing these things together now. Apparently, so on Paint's Bandcamp, the description of the song is an instrumental ode to the gates of Oran opening again, O-R-A-N. And apparently that's a Camus thing from from the plague. Does anyone know Camus the plague? That one I haven't read. Only familiar with Camus the Stranger. Yeah, I've read The Stranger, and there's another one I've got a copy of, but I haven't read The Plague. And so, uh, somehow, oh, The Gates of Iran is tied to The Plague. So I wonder if this is like a... This is this is paint being like, hey, there's a plague out there. <laughs> I've been stuck maybe. at home for a year now, and uh, yeah. this is how I'm dealing with the yeah. pandemic. I'm not sure if they were written. They might have been these songs. I think some of them have been around for a while that were like being okay. written all along. And then eventually he was like, oh, there's enough to like do a whole side thing here. But I don't know if when that one. Oh, no, wait, that's for Pete, too, though. Rock music is more rock music, according to Bandcamp, is released July 21st, 2020. And all Maybe. proceeds to the sales of that track went to the International Rescue Committee. So. It could very well be. He's actually really big on poetry, too. There's a sample at the beginning of, at the end of Well of Memory, beginning of One Day at a Time. There's a, like a spoken word sample of, Yeah. what is it, Greg Corso reading one of his poems out loud, I think. Is that, the, is that there's also the track that starts with, what is it? Something is as close to yeah, my eye. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. A star that, is as far a, as the well, eye can see and as and near as, as my eye is to me. And to me. I have never read that poetry or listened to that man, but I have listened to that song enough yeah. times to be able to like verbatim it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, that also the Battle of Adelaide, like that talking in the background of the Battle of Adelaide is the same way. It's talking about the lives of the things around him or something yeah mm -hmm. there's depth to the guy and turns out he makes really damn good music yeah uh, the lyrics i think are deceptively simple but there's a lot there's more going on underneath them but yeah. you gotta dig to figure it out and also speaking of digging to figure it out let me tell you that i was puzzled about landman for two days because i was just like sitting there making like copious amounts of christmas cookies and i was going like is this about real estate? Because I don't, he doesn't strike me as the kind of dude who's, what is a landman? And I kept on, I was like, property? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And you know what? After a while, I Google, I think I was Googling and just reading about it. And I think I've put it together, which is that when they were, when he was, either he was getting hired at Amoeba or was like trying to get a job at Amoeba or one of them was trying to get a job at Amoeba. I think what that is a reference to, and this makes sense to me, is that they, I think, were management or someone was fed up with the surfers, and they're like, we're not hiring a single other fucking surfer in this store. And I think that a land, like, the whole concept of a landman, like, the lyrics are like, no less than seven miles from the sea. It was like, not only am I not a surfer, I am actively a land. I honestly think I'm that's what I've settled on. And that is so fucking funny to me. No, it's like the anti-surfer. Like, yeah, no, I'm surfing here. I think that makes a lot of sense, and it's really funny, like, ironic for the type of sound 
of the music. It's yeah. very surfy music, and he's yeah. No, I'm a land man. I don't, I think, I don't I, smell like seaweed because I don't go down there. Like I don't don't put sunscreen on me because I'm a land man. No yeah. less than seven miles from the sea. And I think that the whole joke is that, like, he obviously probably totally is, but he's just, no, like, for the purposes of here and now, like, I am anti-land man. Dude, yeah, you're no, anti-seaman. I am not, yeah, the, I'm not a land anti-seaman. Man. I'm not a Oh, yeah, yikes. Man. Yeah, I didn't think that one through, did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you said it's different enough to... Yeah, I know. Sorry, I I don't have my mind on Come Loose. Sorry. (laughs) You do, obviously. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's all he thinks about, really. Oh, wow. All right. But no, I'm good to know, I guess. I'm not a landman. The next time you look distracted, I'm going to be like, Lewis, stop it. Sometimes. (laughs) So, wait, now this gives sometimes I think about the edge a whole new meaning, and now I'm just reconsidering. Our whole <laughs> thing, our chats. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking on <laughs> something totally different. Please uh, do. And now for something completely different. I was in Hawaii not too long ago, and I, okay, I was thinking about it. I was in the water. So I okay, every single day I was in Hawaii, I was in the beach, in the water because what I realized is that's like actually really important part of my good mental health and something I haven't done in a long time and it's I've always loved being in the ocean and so I swam out pretty far and for whatever reason I was like thinking about like surf rock I was like what the beyond just that it was like music that was cool right around the time in California right around the time like surfing became like a mainstream popular thing like what's the connection really is there any kind of connection and like where i was swimming the waves are pretty like this is in Kauai. the waves are pretty strong not like dangerous or anything like that but like you can ride you can just ride the waves with your no boogie board you can just catch them and ride them with your body it's like pretty cool and it just clicked that like this sort of rolling sound that is chill because the, the, because surfing is really chill. That, I think that's the thing that like people don't like. Maybe on a professional level, like maybe it's not or whatever. But I would just see all the surfers out there, and they're just like hanging out in the ocean, waiting for a wave. You just have to wait for a while, and then it comes, and you just start riding it, and you just stand up on your board, and it runs really contrary to the way I think surfing is perceived with just like this like enormous wave and you're going through the tunnel and whatever most people there were just enjoying these really mellow waves and just like riding them out into the coast riding them out into the beach and you just have to feel like there's some kind of alignment there that is only evident like when you're on the beach or maybe i'm just making all that up i don't know <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. I yeah, I haven't done the Hawaii thing, but when we head back east in, at the end of July, beginning of August, we're going to head up to Delaware for a couple of days and camp and enjoy the beach while we're back there. Yeah, there was a ton of camping also off the beach out there. And that seems like a pretty cool camp to me. But anyway, and that goes back to like my Monday to Friday thing. Like, for me, like... If this is like what I roll with, like, on a regular basis, this kind of music, that's cool. I think there's something I liked about some of the old AP stuff that has some overlap, right? Where it's it's like really lo-fi and mostly chill. Likewise with Mac DeMarco, like Mac DeMarco 2, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. I was in the car. It's a theme. I was playing in the car. I was playing Mac DeMarco in the car for the kids. And I played for them Freaking Out the Neighborhood, which is a little bit nice. more of a jammy, fun, kind of up-tempo stuff. But then Oh Device Roy came on, and I was like, this is this super shit. <laughs> so in the after party, I put Mac DeMarco live performance from like Pitchfork nice. from that time frame. Nice. So Pitchfork had him come in and do that nine-song set that's on YouTube, and hopefully the link goes specifically to uh, A.B. Wears Blue Jeans, I think was the one that I liked too, which is also perfect, like that great kind of chill vibe. 
And DeMarco's like live show was pretty different from it what from what it sounds on the album, but yeah. it still has that great kind of like fun, chill rock vibe. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Is there anything else we want to cover or talk about, or we've neglected? I feel like I've said a lot of things. Yeah. I don't. I think I've said all the things that I set out to say. <laughs> oh, I did want to say about Landman that. I think it's a combination of, it's like a more chill version of Taxman and Cut Your Hair by Pavement. <laughs> yeah, Cut Your Hair. Yeah. That's the only note that I had uh, that I haven't gone over. I'm excited to hear all the songs in the after party. For whatever reason, I couldn't add to the playlist. I don't know. Um, technology. Oh. But I put Yeah, four I couldn't either. I put my links there as well. Yeah, I, I put some links there, so I don't know what the deal is, but so Jenny, you might have to add them. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, and then oh, and Ryan, you put set the controls real hard, son. Oh, that's such a fucking good song. Like, holy shit. Yeah, there's something about his vocals. We didn't touch on it much, but there's something about his vocals that really remind me of like old school Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah, and set the controls isn't Sid Barrett, but yeah. I, Totally. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, it, I don't think about Sid Barrett. It's, yeah, it's Waters. It's old Waters is what I hear. Yeah, like, exactly. Right after he took over a lot of the lead from Sid. Yeah. Right on. Okay, cool. Let's rate this, Ryan. You want to start? Yeah, I, I think, like, top to bottom, the album's fantastic. I was able to cut it down to nine, and I've listened to my nine... 20 times I couldn't cut any of them if I wanted to I feel like those nine are the exact core of what I want from this but I know that at some point I'll go back to the full album and there'll be some very pleasant tracks so I think for me it's four and a half like it's not quite perfect but man it is great it it meanders in a lot of like pleasing ways like you say like you were talking about ray davies wholesomeness like fun wholesome wacky there's a little bit of there's moments where the guitar sounds like a saxophone almost it just yeah it's got a great sound to it the album's great start to finish i'm hoping there's more paint in the future i like all us but i don't know i'm more excited about paint because there's a lot more variation on this than the standard Alonso album, so 4.5. I would agree with that, just that, and I don't mean to disparage them in the slightest, because I think that, like, they have some really great songs, and they also covered uh, a George Harrison song, which is, and they did it well, so, like, points to them, and but I think what's happening with that is that it's painted itself into a little bit of a sound corner, and this allows Pedram to, like, really free himself of that, per se, and play around a little more, which I think has really worked out to certainly my benefit. But yeah, no, it's just, I will confess, as much as I love this album, as much as I'm fangirling on it, even it, there are songs I'll, I will probably skip. It wouldn't bother me if I let them play, but give if I'm close enough to the phone, I would skip Grape Street just because it's like, something about it. <laughs> uh, Why not TikTok is the same way for me? Yeah, same. There's a few that it's not okay, but if I'm really listening to this actively for enjoyment, there's two or three that would go. But man, the ones that are left are just, I just really enjoy this a whole lot. And I'm, I'm not really sure exactly what led to this becoming it. I don't know if it's because he had enough and he was like, all right, it's time. And I said the Alalaws were on tour, which is maybe not necessarily accurate because they have a show booked in Portland in, I think it's August or September maybe, or July. But they're not actually on tour. It's just that one show. And Paint was on tour in the Southwest, but I would love for him to come East so that I could actually catch a show did, did they come like, did they come to albuquerque probably not i think they might have actually but i'm not i'd have to go really? look yeah. at the old dates he was doing a lot of he's in la he's la based and i wish i i honestly don't know how to pronounce his last name and i tried the amount of time i spent on google today trying to figure it out i i did not get an answer so i don't want to like butcher it but it, basically like i view i kind of paint feels like it's really pedram's like his thing, and even though one of the Alalaz guys came with him, 
I feel like it's more his. And also Lewis, uh, a guy whose name I cannot recall right now, who also I think is affiliated with the OC somehow is on this, is playing something on this drums maybe. So I don't know. It just feels like such like a perfect, like a lot of things really just hit such a perfect stride. And I think it's definitely really uh, made me a lot more optimistic about what's going on in music right now. So I would also give it a four or five and that's mathematical. That's just coincidental <laughs> just that math. it came out yeah. the same. Yeah, it's just Jenny, math. Jenny, <laughs> but my heart too. Jenny, you're blinding me with science. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny, Tim. I like find myself so the noticeable difference I have is that I'm more engaged with my playlist version of this album. Yeah. Whereas just listening to the album start to finish, I tune out in a few places. Grape Street and Why Not TikTok yeah. being two yeah. of them. And because of that, I'll be four songs later and realize, oh shit, I haven't even been paying attention. It's just been playing. Whereas my playlist i feel like i'm aware every time it loops like mm -hmm. it's so good yeah i agree uh hey also shout out to the video for a tougher doll which is pretty cool yeah i never even paid attention to it and i was like oh it's someone's falling in love with a tsa officer or something yeah. cool i'm it's making me sign into instagram and i fucking hate it because i can't find it on songkick because the name which is like super annoying so Really annoying. Really annoying. Okay. Because he has a picture, he has a picture on Instagram. He has a picture on Instagram of the tour. And it's four dates. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, is that the old one? I guess it was March. Huh. It was just San Francisco, Reno, Boise, and Las Vegas. Oh. No, there was like a section before that because I think the van broke down halfway through, like in Seattle somewhere or something like that. And it had to be, there There was like drama, I don't know. I don't remember the specifics, but there was van, there were van troubles at some point. And so I feel like it got split off into two different things, but maybe not Albuquerque. It, I can tell you where it wasn't, which was around here or anywhere east of the thing that, Texas. The thing about bands that come to Albuquerque is I feel like a lot of times we get like really like the blue collar like tour every fucking city in the country bands like in general unless like sometimes you get some bands that do Santa Fe at like really cool venue like Meow Wolf or something like that but the ones that come to Albuquerque it's like the blue collar band typically I'm not saying that they're not blue collar but I'm just saying like it's the band that like They'll go, they're going to Albuquerque, they're going to Las Cruces, they're going to fucking Roswell, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like they're hitting every fucking city in general, as I've found. Unless they somehow have some kind of connection to New Mexico. But anyway, yeah, so their band camp, so I don't know, I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. I looked on their Instagram. Yeah. I got nothing, so I can't even chill for their, con for their tour or anything like that. I see some EU dates from 21 on the band camp. Yeah. Oh, nice. uh, and I see a fall tour 21 that's largely California, Reno, SLC, Boise, Seattle, Portland. Oh yeah, it was that one. Yeah, so that's on band camp under their community header. Oh really? That was posted in August 11th of 2021. There so. is not a lot of not a lot of promotion i feel like going on for this there's in also two other names on that poster for opening bands that i'm not familiar with so at some point i'll dig into their music and see what they sound like because if you're touring with paint i'm into whatever you're trying to put down so i have a question do you think that they do you think that this is a full like maybe this is a full-time gig for pedrum because of the alawas but is this a full-time gig for anyone else I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm just curious because. Do you mean like, like paint, or do you mean like music? No. Paint. <laughs> yeah, other people do music. A little, a little bit. Mostly a, but a little bit. One of the guys who's in this with him is from the Alawas, so I would imagine he's in the same boat as Pedram is. Yeah. One it. of the guys. There, the, the names on this are people who are like career musicians, or at least, maybe that's not the right word. They're people who are associated with multiple acts. There's some overlap and then some outside the the Venn diagram there, but okay. they're musician, they're music guys, yeah. Okay, 
Anyway, paint on tour, unknown where or when or yeah. how. I don't know, but listen, I I already commented once. I was like, listen, on his Instagram, I was like, now that you're done with your Southwest tour, you should come east. And he liked it, but has yet to come east. So I feel like it's time for me to follow up and be like, hey, bud, do you need some help? Here's some venues. Like, you should hit these ones. Do you need my guest bedroom is open? What do you need to make this happen? Because I'm trying to come, I'm trying to come catch a concert and I I could try to time it so that I'm out west when one happens, but just come fucking tour east. You have a kick-ass band and a great album. You can do it. I believe in you. Ryan, do you remember that when that... Oh, man, this was way back in the day. Um, when you were still in Morgantown, and we went... We saw Angry Johnny and the Killbillies. <laughs> wow. I do remember that, and yeah. Angry Johnny was trying to sleep on your, like, apartment <laughs> floor, I think. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't work out. Did not work out. I think I was in a dorm at the time. Okay. Oh my god. They were Wait. definitely trying to crash. Somewhere. Anywhere. <laughs> okay, four stars for me. I dig it. It's cool. And I feel like I said uh, I've said everything I have to say about it. There's definitely a couple of the songs, like I said, Top Farda, like songs that if someday I get good enough at doing film stuff like I, I would love to like use in, in a film or something like that I've, I've been collecting those songs for like years so I have a playlist that's eight hours long <laughs> so the well is deep who knows someday